Have you started planning your summer vacations yet? Making that checklist of things you need to do before that vacation? Now let me ask you the next question. Are you confident your vehicle can handle that road trip that you're planning? If you hesitated, the answer is no. So here's what you do. Just visit Toys and Ford and check out their new and used inventory to upgrade that vehicle of yours. Or you can schedule an appointment with their service center to get your vehicle ready for that road trip. Make your vacations this summer more memorable with the help from Toys and Ford. Summer is a busy time. Holidays, vacations, get-togethers, which also means you're going to need a lot of food. So you need a go-to place you can trust that has the widest selection of products with the best prices and the best fuel saver program in the Chippewa Valley. That's Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. From their meat department, deli, bakery, and more, Hy-Vee has you covered for all those get-togethers and vacations for this summer. Plus, save more money for your vacations with their epic fuel savers program. Make it a memorable and epic summer with the help from Hy-Vee. Hello friends, you have now entered the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper, a podcast where we talk mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other fun topics and conversations. So sit back and join us on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by our awesome friends from Hy-V and Toys and Ford. I am your host, Dan Casper, like always. Couple of uh, housekeeping notes before we uh, get to this episode of the podcast. Uh, first, again, as always, don't forget to subscribe and follow the Man Cave Podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms like Apple and Spotify, and give it a five star rating. And a positive review so other people can find the podcast. And I want some Q&As. All right, send me some questions so we can do a Q&A segment. We're going to be starting next week, each day, kind of a, a, a segment per uh, podcast episode. So each day is going to have their own unique segment, uh, included with uh, the normal stuff that uh, that we do on here. So, all right, let's get to this episode of the podcast. I am chatting with a man by the name of... Joe Swanson. Joe Swanson, he is the, I guess, owner or founded Gold Standard Outdoors. Uh, He builds fishing rods, and he's got uh, some sweet apparel too. But it's a unique story because, well, he's a a young man, okay? He's a young man, uh, early 20s and such, played college football for the UW-Eau Claire Blue Golds. But he started this business, uh, you know, during the COVID year in his his dorm room, uh, essentially. So, I wanted to chat with, with Joe because, well, everybody, like well me and everybody that's kind of listening to this podcast, or at least the majority of you, you are also lovers of the outdoors, go fishing, hunting, whatever it is. So, I mean, Joe is the, the perfect guest to have on this, uh, on this podcast. So let's get right to it. Let's chat with Joe Swanson from Gold Standard Outdoors. Now, if you're a college football fan, you might have recognized this name for a few years with the UW-Eau Claire program. Or if you are a fishing fan, fishing enthusiast, you might also recognize that name, Joe from Gold Standard Outdoors. Joe, appreciate you stopping by and uh, chatting with us a little bit. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, Dan. So let's start off with uh, you know your business right now. It would, business is that the correct term? Gold yep. standard outdoors right now. Yes, sir. Um, tell us a little bit about it. What 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 is it first? 
Yeah, so we build custom fishing rods and we offer apparel as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a sweet hat on, by the way. I'll, yeah, it's, I like that. The blue gold colors too on yes, there, right? Sir. Yeah, yeah, the roll like gold it. edition. Yeah, yeah, nice. That was a popular one with the guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I started when I was twelve years old with my brother. Actually, and really, I grew up in Osceola. Okay, yeah, um, just on the western side of the states. Yep. And my neighbor was a school teacher, and he taught a class and. Um, he was a science teacher, and then mm-hmm. in his free time, he taught a rod building class. And I went over there as a, I think it was either eleven or twelve, whatever. Um, but I went over there as a young kid, and, and I absolutely hated it. My dad's like, "Go over, learn how to build rods," and I'm like, "This sucks. I want to be out. <laughs> I want to be out fishing or right. hunting or building forts or whatever." And so, I went over there. I remember showing uh, his son, my neighbor's son, the first rod I ever built. And as I was showing him, about four out of the eight guides just fell off. And so <laughs> it was, I was not good right away and I didn't really enjoy it. But over time I got to build my own rods and started to use them for myself. And I was like, oh, this is kind of sweet. And so um, that was middle school and then high school, you know, being a three-sport athlete, I didn't have mm-hmm. a ton of time. Um, and then playing football at Eau Claire, didn't have a ton of time, but I just kind of built a couple per year. And then all of a sudden COVID hits, the season's canceled, nothing's really going on. And so everybody wants to go fishing. And so mm-hmm. I started building more rods and posting about it on social media. And next thing you know, everybody and their brother wants a rod. So nice. yeah, uh, I think COVID helped us yeah. in a lot of ways. So, cause did I see a picture too, that you were doing it in your dorm room or at UW-Eau Claire too? Yeah. Yep. Um, in my dorm room. And then I have a house that I'm about to purchase. Um, nice. First time home buyer. Yeah. yeah, yeah that a boy. Yeah. yeah thank Welcome you. Welcome to debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it'll be fun. But anyways, I, I'm going to buy the house I've been living in the last three years. And, um, I actually built, I've been building it out of my bedroom. Okay. Um, so it's a larger bedroom and it, wor- it works out. And yeah. Epoxy in the basement so I don't have a bunch of fumes rolling around. But right. um, just wake up and start building rods. So, I mean, are we talking, you know, for anybody who may not know, ice fishing rods, full, you know, full on, both? What, what, what are we talking about Yeah. Here? Yep. I build everything from custom ultralight ice rods to musky rods and pretty much everything in between. Really? Fly rods, you name it, I've probably built one for freshwater, I should say. And okay. I haven't got too much in the ocean um, fishing yet. So... Where do you get, like, the materials for, for this? You know, is it is something that you just order and you put them all together? I mean, are you carving them? You know, just get it for anybody who doesn't really necessarily know. Like, how does how do you start, right. you know, for, from, from the ground up, essentially? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually don't manufacture anything. I mm-hmm. actually just buy the components from a, a distributor down south. Okay. And then I, like I said, I just assemble them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a lot of fun because being a taller guy, I can adjust things to you know, people's preference. If you're right. doing a certain type of fishing and you want your handle to be a little bit longer, I can build that. You're not going to get that in a manufactured When you rod. go to a store or something yeah, like exactly. that to grab one. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. And then, you know, different applications, if you want bigger, smaller eyelets or guides for mm-hmm. different types of fishing and there, I could go on for hours about right. it, but long story short, it's just really fun because you can tailor it to what you want to do. Absolutely. So obviously you have a big passion for, for fishing in, in the outdoors. When you were a kid, where did that passion come from? Was that your your family, dad, kind of growing up with it? How did that begin for you? Yep. Yeah, we had a cabin and uh, some deer property over in Turtle Lake. Okay. Um, yep. So not too far from Eau Claire. It's kind of just the perfect distance. And, um, yeah, I just, going up to the cabin as a kid was my favorite, one mm-hmm. of my favorite memories. And going down to the St. Croix River and uh, just being outside was my forte. Obviously, I love sports, playing college football. But yeah. now that I'm done, I just 
all I do is just hunt and fish. And, right. So. so how did you balance that as, you know, as you kind of mentioned in high school, there wasn't a lot of time, yeah. you know, maybe to do that through being a three sport. Then you get to college and you're playing that. I mean, how were you able to, to balance a, a lot of that? Because I got to imagine, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but probably in high school, even early parts of college, did you imagine doing this for, for a living no. at, at that point? <laughs> no, I, that was my last thing on my priority list. I mm-hmm. did not want to be a custom rod builder when I was, you know, 18, 20 mm-hmm. years old. And then finally when COVID hit, I realized that it's a very obtainable goal and that I really enjoy it. And I'm not a big art guy at all. I never mm-hmm. was good at it. Or Same here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was the only one in high school senior and freshman art class because I tried to avoid taking that class. <laughs> I hated it, man. I can't do it. So. Drawing stick figures. Exactly, yeah. 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 Clay projects that fell apart. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't like – I don't I – don't, I'm not good at art, but fishing, building fishing rods is kind of my art. You know, yeah. throwing a Packers rod together. I built one the other day for a buddy and really? just absolutely loved it. Okay, because yeah. I'm a diehard Packers fan. Now you just really piqued my interest yeah. <laughs> there. So, like, you're talking green and yellow on that thing and yeah. everything? Oh, yeah. you're going to have to send me a picture of that. Yeah. That's sweet. So, okay, so you mentioned the, the custom part. So if somebody came to you and said, hey, you know, color scheme or, or something like that, you mentioned, you know, the sizes and, and all mm-hmm. that. But it, it, you can be a little bit more creative, it sounds yeah. like, in that way, too. Yep. Yep. Awesome. So, I, sh- the, I shouldn't say Packers rod because it's copyrighted, right. but we we theme it Green yeah. Bay rod. Yeah, Green, well, Bay, Green yeah. Bay rod uh, <laughs> over there. So. Yes. So but, as long as anything's not copyrighted, we can do that. Yep. Um, yeah. So I just had a you know a customer whose family member passed away, and they want something like a bunch of things about their family member, and then you know, like I said, sports teams, mm-hmm. you know, just about anything we can do. That's interesting. Sport. Yeah. So like you just put it on like the rod or the handle or all over the place yep. sort of thing? Yeah. Wherever the customer wants, essentially. Interesting. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, so like if, if somebody like I know a really good friend of mine uh, is a diehard muskie fisherman. Yep. I mean, he goes to tournaments and, and all that. If he came to you and said he's looking for a muskie rod. You you can help him with with a musky rod. Doesn't have That's to be right. or or the next guy's a largemouth, you know, fisherman. Yeah. I know you post a lot of largemouth stuff <laughs> pictures on there were bass pictures on uh smallmouth ones on there too. Yep. The the range is completely different. Yeah. Yeah, that's what keeps me sane. If I was building the same old, same old rods every day, I would probably go crazy. But just mm-hmm. having that variety and just being able to help out customers. I I've learned so much. I've had some really close friends that love fishing and just listening and mm-hmm. I, you know i'm i like to think i'm a decent fisherman but there's so many people that are better well i've than seen me. your pictures dude you're pretty decent <laughs> over there well, it's, it's making good connections and good friends in the community and then mm-hmm. you're able to go out fishing with them and it works out well absolutely so you know you're a young man and when you started doing this you were even a little bit of a younger man where did you get i'll, I'll just be honest the gonads to <laughs> pursue this because you know you're starting your own business you, i mean there's risks involved in this where what what was there a certain moment uh, you mentioned covid you know where you had the more opportunity to do something like that but was there a moment where you're like okay i'm gonna take that jump and, and maybe start doing this for for a living was there something that stood out to you or just kind of developed over time yeah i mean we uh we've had a lot of opportunities to get into local bait shops and just anywhere in the midwest essentially there was a couple of news articles that was written about mm-hmm. us in covid and um things kind of took off and um i just we just don't have the time to build necessarily right now for these large bait shops we're always just trying to sell directly to the customers right um which is obviously a good problem to have and so just customers always asking always wanting something new um it's just kind of kept me going and mm-hmm. they're just 
you know, with the power of social media. We, yeah. I mean, we've sold to New York, California, Florida. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, it's been just about everywhere. I didn't I didn't realize that there was ice fishing in New York until one of our first sales on our website was. I wouldn't have guessed yeah, that either. <laughs> ice rod in New York, and I just sent my second one last week to him. Really? So, yeah, that's that's amazing. So, if anybody's listening to, just a quick plug because you mentioned your Facebook page. Yep. Uh, you can look them up, Gold Standard Outdoors, uh, on there. Yep. Uh, websites is as uh, goldstandardoutdoors.com. Yep. Per, where'd you come up with the name, by the way? Is it because of blue goals or what? what it was not. Uh, okay. I was I was probably a junior in high school, and my dad, brother, and I were. Uh, my brother is also a part of, of my business. Okay. I should have, or our business, I should say. Um, he's down in uh, Georgia. He's in the Air Force, and okay. so he does. He's full time with the Air Force, but mm-hmm. he helps us out as much as he can. But anyways, um, we were sitting around deer camp. It was bow season, and we we're like, you know, we're doing well. We're making a few rods, and so we got to come up with the name of it with this. And my dad said, you know, that the U.S. government backs everything in gold, so might as well be the gold standard. That's a that's a really cool way of coming up with a name like yeah, that. That thanks. is really cool. Thanks. Yeah. So originally it was gold standard rods, and so some of our old hats and yeah. old posts have GSR, and those are kind of our vintage. And now it's gold standard outdoors. Are you because you mentioned the swag and the rods? Is there potential for for more out there? Or is it kind of focusing on just on on fishing right now, or what, what's the what's the end goal? Yeah, um, we're kind of just going with the flow right now, but mm-hmm. there's definitely an, um, a goal to to be you know, a really cool uh, mm-hmm. merchandise company as well. And we actually just bought some, some long sleeve performance fishing shirts. Nice. They're coming in the mail. So um, those will be released to the public in the next three, four weeks, most likely. So when you do like the, the swag part of it too, or do you look kind of like with the, with the rod, uh, with the rod equipment, just like a, a, a wholesale seller or whatever you, a distributor uh, yeah. sort of thing. And then they print up your, your logos and, and all that stuff on there too. Is that kind of how that works there? Yep. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so because he's probably going to be listening, give a grading assessment on how Coach V builds a rod for you. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> My former golf coach uh, works uh, works with Joe here a little bit, so I got to give him a hard time uh, a little bit here. Give him a scouting report. <laughs> v V uh, gives us the hand when he can. Uh, he retired school teacher over in Medford. Great guy, and uh, yeah, he comes over to Eau Claire when he can, and he helps out building rods and. He's learned a lot. He's yeah. he's in, he's he's done really well. Good. Um, you could be honest though off the air if you want. Yeah, really. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that, it's kind of because actually Joe and I want a kind of a a little bit of a connection here a little bit because yep. you are your fiance. Yep. Uh, is and some of our listeners too is is Mr. Betcher from Menominee. Correct. Uh, over there, but Mr. Be- I still call him Mr. Betcher even though you know he was my teacher a long time ago. He was my eighth grade basketball coach in Metford. Yep. And social studies teacher in metford and then that's probably obviously where you got the coach v connection yeah. was was mr betcher i'm assuming too yeah, exactly did did v reach out to betcher or did you did he come to you and say hey i know this guy that could help out or i mean did was was v begging to, to help no, out or anything so like that <laughs> we were getting really busy and i was talking to uh tyra and bart's and her family and they were just like you know I call him V. Yeah. Um, oh, we call him Coach V too. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So they were like, yeah, you know, V retired and he's looking for a little bit of a side gig. And I said, you know, perfect. He's got mm-hmm. the attention to detail and he can give me a hand whenever he's got mm-hmm. time. Might as well. And I I enjoy I enjoy his youper uh, accent. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. yes. Uh, well he said. Pa- is it pasties or pasties or whatever from the, <laughs> yep. the Michigan? Oh my! Now we're going down memory lane here a little bit uh, too. So well, okay. So 
you got gold standard. You, you, it looks like you're able to still go out and do some fishing once in a while, right? Yeah. Because you're, you're posting. Do you have a favorite? You don't have to tell me the like because I know fishermen, we kind of don't like to give away secrets. Right. But is there a favorite region? And then do you have a favorite go-to species for fishing when you go out there? I'd like to say I'm a, more of a walleye guy. I'm I'm still learning a lot, but mm-hmm. if, if I could target one fish, it would probably be walleyes. Uh, mm-hmm. We take a trip up to the Rainy Lake, uh, just on the Canadian border, um, every year, and that's one of my f- favorite trips. Um, like I said, I'm back, or I'm from over by Osceola, and there's a lot of good lakes over there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, moving to Eau Claire initially, I was overwhelmed at the amount of rivers and um, reservoirs there are over here but over the last couple of years i've really learned them and there's a lot of good fishing in eau claire i know a lot of people just go up to hayward and up to rice lake and up to chitek to go and there's a lot of good fishing up there don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. if you take the time to learn these areas there's there's fish in your backyard for sure right do you have a favorite memory when it comes to is there something that sticks out whether it was your biggest fish or, or something like that or maybe it was just as a kid growing up uh is there something that stands out to you yeah, we were, uh, one of my favorite stories, my dad tells it a lot better, but we were in the ice shack on Upper Turtle Lake on where our cabin's at, and we had a family friend up from La Crosse, and uh, uh, my brother and I were probably six, eight years old, and uh, we were out fishing him like 10 to 1, he was just not having it, he was pissed <laughs> off, and he stuck his, he, we had a, a spring door on our on our uh, ice shack, and he stuck his head out to check the tip-ups, and I go, oh, you got one. And he left his head in the door, and it slammed out his door. <laughs> and he goes, dissed by a four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, those are awesome yeah, stories I'll, to hear You that. know, it's crazy. Like, a lot of the favorite memories, in my opinion, are not when you catch the, you know, the 30-inch walleye or the 20-inch largemouth or whatever. It's a lot of those funny times with the, the guys. The camaraderie, right? Exactly. Uh, out there. So, yeah. uh, well, Joe, uh, before I let you go here really quick, because uh, I, I do got to ask you about your, your, your playing career too. So when you were with the Blue Golds, yep. what, what position did you play for, for the Blue Golds? I started off, I came in as an outside linebacker, and then I switched over to tight end. Tight end over yep. there. Okay. So was football your favorite sport growing up? Um, I was a really – small kid I, I you were a small kid i was yeah <laughs> i was like 150 pounds going into high school and um were you tall and like skinny or just you know yeah, did you get a growth spurt in yeah, high school or six two six three. i remember okay. my dad talking to the football coach he's like you know it, it's football really for you know <laughs> I, I didn't think i was gonna be able to play when i was that small but in long story short i hit the weights and mm-hmm. ate ate food and yeah. here we are today <laughs> um but I, I really enjoyed, you know, bas- I just enjoyed all of them. Mm-hmm. And the basketball, I really enjoyed basketball. Um, but I also loved baseball. I ran track my senior year. So it's, it was just like hunting and fishing, you know. You think you have oh, turkey season so great or deer season so great. And then, it, and, you know, it's opener fishing. You're like, this is my favorite time of the year. So. And I like it, too, because, you know, there was always times when I would play. I'm like, okay, I'm actually glad that season's over. A yeah, little burnout. And exactly. then you get something new and different. Yeah. and get excited that way were you a big golf guy or what was your favorite sport <sighs> basketball is probably my favorite to, okay. to play i suppose uh, you said you played in college yeah for a, a little bit okay yeah but that was just and that was like one two because i was an only child okay where you could go in the backyard yeah and just kind of shoot around mm-hmm. a little bit and yeah play I and shoot hoops and like i'd always like imagine i would beat mj or kobe one-on-one you know that's that's what you kind of do at that yeah. but that and then you know golf it started late probably middle school for, okay. for me I always say Tiger Woods made it cool because I, you know, I was around the time when Tiger started to 
really, you know, beat Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. So he kind of like made it cool for these middle schoolers and high schoolers to to go golf. Then yeah. it, it wasn't the fancy sport or anything like that. Yeah, and that's kind of when I got into it too. And wasn't that good? Wasn't that good? Coach V really had to break me down, and <laughs> I thought I was good heading into freshman year. And nope, it took a couple <laughs> years before I finally started to. Semi do something. Golf takes decent. a while. I I remember my dad saying, "You got to be a good golfer if you want to be a good businessman." And I was terrible at golf, and I finally am getting back into it. But I I've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, it's it's. I think it gets a negative attachment to it to it from a lot of people where they just, they just hit a white ball that yeah. doesn't even move. Right. It's not a relaxing sport that some people <laughs> think it is either. It yeah. can get very very frustrating. Yeah. So, okay. So for anybody again, uh, reminder listening if the, if they're interested in learning more. You can uh, head to goldstandardoutdoors.com. Yep. Check it out. Facebook page is always popping. Uh, if you want to be jealous of some of the fish that uh, that Joe puts up there, too. Instagram as well. Instagram, and, yep. And uh, we actually just redesigned our whole website. So you can actually go on to our website and custom build a rod one component at a time. Really? Um, so, yeah, it's it, there's a lot of options. Um, but if customers have questions, just reach out to us on social, me- social media or email us or whatever awesome so yeah. we're last question before i let you go where would you like to see yourself in, in gold standard outdoors in, in like the next 10 years um we really take pride in being the most customizable rod on the market there's a lot of custom builders out there that offer a two different handles and four different colors and mm-hmm. we we really enjoy how diverse our options are and so i think we're going to keep that going um stay strong with our with our um, mm-hmm. goals and um i mean just be able to sustain my fiance hopefully my wife here yep. soon and and uh just keep it going and i like mm-hmm. the eau claire area um if i don't if i'm not in eau claire or if we're not in eau claire we'll probably be back towards osseole or hudson mm-hmm. or something like that so but in well, wisconsin around yeah there. Yep. yeah just i just love this state too much to move yep. away from it most likely i'm the same way man yeah. the, the furthest west I, people think i'm joking but it's true and it's kind of sad but the furthest west i've been has been minnesota <laughs> <laughs> i haven't gone a whole lot to uh south it's probably chicago or iowa oh really yeah okay. just never travel a whole lot but there's too much going on around I here know. anyways so many things to do around here yep exactly so yeah. Well, Joe, hey, appreciate you stopping by and, and chatting with us here for a little bit. And, uh, again, goldstandardoutdoors.com, Instagram, Facebook, all over the place. I might have to play around with that uh, custom rod builder on there, too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Thank you very much for having me. You got it, buddy. That's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Big thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast couple of quick reminders for you. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Man Cave Podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can leave us a voice message, whether it's a comment, analysis, or a question for a question and answer segment. Just get that link in the podcast description. Also, Don't forget to rate and review the podcast if you haven't done so already. This helps other people find the Man Cave Podcast. And be a friend and tell a friend about the Man Cave Podcast. Until the next episode, I'm Dan Casper, and thank you for listening to the Man Cave Podcast.